what is the purpose of my life? Have you ever asked yourself this question? Has it occurred to your mind to ask why you are on this earth? Why did God create humanity? Why was I born? To be sincere, it has occurred to my mind several times. Even more than I can count, I ask myself the same question that might have also crossed your mind. Why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? What does God want from me? The answers to this question can influence our life. It can influence our attitude and how we behave. It is one of the determinants of the degree of our faith in God. It has a direct and indirect impact on how we live our life. When you know, comprehend, ascertain, and understand that you are not an accident, you are not a fluke of nature. When you believe the absolute truth that God created you and put you where you are today by His divine design, you will appreciate the purpose of life. When you find your why, it will help you fulfill your purpose. You see, when people do not know their purpose, they lose their way. They tend to behave miserably and do whatever is right in their minds and not according to the will of God. No wonder some are living their lives hurting and inflicting grief on other humans. No wonder why many are using their God-given talents. They are using their God-given position as instrument of oppression and unrighteousness. Sadly, many die and are dying, perishing without fulfilling their purpose in life because they don't know their purpose. Who then is the purpose of our life? I hope this message will give you some insight into this question and application that are useful for productive and godly living. For a start, let us go back to where it all begins. It began in the book of Genesis, where we can read the account of the creation. God is the architect and planner of the universe. He created the universe with his word, with the word of his mouth. Genesis chapter 1 is a fascinating account of God's perfect creation. The universe was not created by a big bang theory or by evolution as Satan has influenced many people to, to proclaim. Genesis chapter 1 shows that God created the universe with his word. There's no sweating, no stress, just his word. In verse 3 of chapter 1, God said, let there be light. And there was light. 
The word let was a command. This command was repeated at least 11 times from verse 30 to verse 26. And this represents five of six days of creation. The light, the sea, the sky, the vegetation, the oxygen, the animals and the birds were created in those few days. Psalm 33, verse 6 states that by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and the breath of his mouth, all the light were made. And verse 9, add to it, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood firm. What happened on the six days of creation was the incredible workmanship of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 says, God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. So when God created Adam and Eve, he did not put them inside the ocean like fish. He did not locate them in the air like bird. God, in his infinite wisdom, put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and put them in charge. The Garden of Eden. This garden was created by God. None of us can imagine its beauty. Just imagine this garden for a moment. The Garden of Eden is also called the Garden of God. This was a beautiful, lush, green vegetable with tasty vegetable and juicy fruit, blooming plants and rivers. In the garden, two unique trees existed, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God put Adam and Eve in charge of tending and keeping the garden clean. The Garden of Eden is the most beautiful garden in the old world. It was created by God with tasty fruit of all kinds, naturally in richness and qualities, all for Adam and Eve to enjoy without stress. This led to the question of why God created us. There are many reasons why God created us, and many has been preached. But the chief among them is written in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 7, where God categorically stated that He created us for His glory. God created you and me for His glory and His glory alone. The glory of God is the manifestation, the beauty and excellence of His perfection. God will not and could not share this glory with anybody. Isaiah 42 verse 8. So we are created to the glory. We are created to glorify Him in all our undertakings. The word you have or do not have 
are to be used for his glory. The beauty you have or do not have are not an instrument of unrighteousness. They are to be used for his glory. The beautiful body parts that God gave you are to be used for his glory, not to be used as instrument of unrighteousness. Romans chapter 6 verse 13. The only reason you are alive today is to glorify God in all your ways. To glorify God should be our goal. It should be our subject. It should be our hope, our delight, our message, our present, and our future. You see, you are uniquely created. When you look at your life, it might seem laughable to some, but it is true that you are uniquely created. It does not matter where you are today, this truth will never change. You might be on the mountain top of life, or you are in the deep valley of life at this moment. Why? I do not know what you are going through right now. I want to assure you that God knows. Every crisis and trial of life is an opportunity to glorify and trust the Lord. You are uniquely created. You are the original workmanship of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You are a special person. You might not recognize it. You are unique. For, for, for one, no one in this world has the same platform as you. You are not a duplicate of anybody. No one can use your face and no one can even use your hand or your fingerprint. Your fingerprint is different from my fingerprint. You might be a twin. You don't have the same fingerprint. Your voice is even unique. Before you are born, you battle and survive at least 250 million other span and you won. You are a winner. God has uniquely, perfectly, and divinely placed you where you are today and at this moment to serve, glorify, worship, and obey Him and proclaim His glory. Whether you will do that is another matter. God has purpose for your life. God has a great plan for you. If you can follow his plan and his will and always glorify his only name, this is the purpose of your life. The big question that comes to mind is, how do we glorify God? How? How do we make the glory of God our team and facade of living? Why there's many ways you can do this. There's so many ways you can do this. I would like to talk about four ways you can glorify God in your life. Number one is appreciation. Appreciation is giving thanks to God in everything. Give thanks to God for what you have. Give thanks to Him for what you do not have. Because our God sees the whole picture. But as human beings, we can only see a partial picture of our life. First Thessalonians 
chapter 5, verse 18 said, we should, thank, we should give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. So when you give gratitude to God in all things, you are glorifying Him in all things. You are fulfilling the will of God. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will, pray God, I will praise God's name in song and glorify Him with thanksgiving. Give glory to God with thanksgiving. Number two is adoration. Adoration is the act of worshipping God. Worshipping God, our Creator. See, we are made to glorify His holy name through worshipping Him alone. God made this crystal clear in the Ten Commandments. The first command is, You shall have no other God before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. So our purpose in life is true worship of our Lord. True worship is a valuing or treasury of God above all things. We are made to give unto the Lord the glory due to His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. But be careful. Because when the heart is far from God, worship is in vain and empty and not existent. Number three is affection. Affection points to the love of God. As creator, God made everything according to his perfect plan to refill and reflect himself in the creation. So we can glorify him by loving him and showing our love at all times. Jesus Christ confirmed this in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, when he said, the most important law is to love the Lord your God. With what? With all your heart. And with all your soul. And with all your mind. And with all your strength. We are to love God with everything within us. It's very important to love God. Number four is the submission. Submission is when we dedicate ourselves to to God. We glorify God when we submit to His will, when we submit to His plan, and when we keep ourselves free from enslaving forces of sin. See, obedience to the word and commandment of God connect us to the glory of God. It is the starting point of our relationship with God. That is obedience. Obedience is the starting point of our relationship with God. We are in this world to obey God and glorify His holy name through His grace and unwavering obedience. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Our God is more glorified in our obedience than in our religious ceremony without it. The glory of God is brightest treasure on the horizon of our future. The glory of grace is the sweetest news to our guilty soul. 
the glory of the cross. He is the happiest beauty to our redeemed soul. Living for the glory of God means that everything we emphasize Him and we de emphasize ourselves. To glorify God is to set God highest in all our thought and to have a venerable esteem of Him at all times. We glorify God when we are God admires. Admire His attitude, admire His holiness, His faithfulness, His kindness, and mercy that are unmatched. We exist to see and savor and show the glory, the beauty, the worth and greatness of God in every sphere of our life. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, Whatever you do, do all, 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 all of them to the glory of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, He came to this world so He can. So that God can be glorified. That's one of the reasons why Jesus came. So that God can be glorified. John chapter 14 verse 13. So what about you? You proclaim to believe in Jesus Christ. What about you? Let every thought and action you take. Henceforth, proclaim the glory of God. God's end goal in the world is that His glory should be known and enjoyed among all nations. If you have not been living your life to glory, to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ, I urge you to change today. I ask you to repent, turn around, and follow the purpose of God in your life. Stop using your weight, your talent, your position, and benefit for sins. Start glorifying God with all he has bestowed on you. I pray to the Lord to give all of us the grace to live our life according to his defined purpose and to glorify his holy name in every minute of our life. Amen. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we can glorify God in all our life through appreciation, adoration, affection, and submission. We can glorify God, our Creator. In the coming weeks and months, I will be speaking on each of these topics. Please do not miss them. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Many thanks to you for listening to this message. You can listen to our past and future messages on our website faithwallet.org and also on our Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. We also have the Twitter pages. Do not forget we have these messages and all our messages in different languages. You can ask your question or contact us at faithwallet55 
at gmail.com or info at faithwallet.org. I am Evangelist Dr. Gabriel Oluwakotame of Faith Wallet Ministry. Till then, God bless you.